Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, November 6, 2008. Miracles occur every day. When a new baby arrives into this world, we are certain in that moment a miracle has just occurred. The experience of miracles in babies, toddlers, children, and all of humanity is a divine reminder of the infinite love and truth of our eternal being sent from the stars above. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Chrissy Blaze, an international speaker, author, astrologer, and regular media guest who believes in applying astrology and metaphysics to everyday life as practical, transformative tools. She is a priest in the Assyria Society for over 20 years and a longtime close student of Dr. King for 25 years until his passing 10 years ago. Chrissy speaks regularly at international conferences, seminars, workshops, and lectures on topics from the power of the mind and prayer to life after death, astrology, healing, and spiritual development. She is a state board certified teacher of holistic healing in California, qualified as a lecturer at the University of London, and holds a diploma in astrology from the Faculty of Astrological Studies in London. Chrissy has given hundreds of radio and television broadcasts, lectures, and workshops on the psychic and spiritual sciences. She has published six books, four astrology books, published by O-Books, Power Prayer by Adams Media with a foreword by Marianne Williamson, and Workout for the Soul by Aslan Publishing. During the next hour, Chrissy will discuss her latest book release, astrological book release, Baby Star Signs, who portrays the new children of today as quote-unquote old souls who have come here during the crossroads to shift humanity to enlightenment during its evolutionary development. Welcome, Christy. It's great to have you back on Evolution Revolution. Oh, hello, Dulcinea. It's my pleasure to be back. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you. So what was your inspiration for your latest book release, Baby Star Signs, Your Guide to Better Parenting is in the Stars? Well, actually, it happened when I was running a workshop on astrology, and there was a lady there who was, who was, I'm so sorry, who was um, in her 80s, and and she said that this is the first time she'd really understand, understood herself. I'm sorry about that. Um, and it had taken her 87 years to to reach that point. And I thought to myself, well, really, we we are born with this guidebook in astrology, and um, this is our birth chart. And it would be great if people could have access to it from the moment of their birth. And so, you know, that was the inspiration for the book. And um, I thought this is something that really all parents should think about when their children are born. It's not just the sort of their genetics and the environment. It's also the horoscope of the child that can lead them towards their destiny. And also, when children are young, sometimes it's difficult for parents to know the direction to encourage them to go in. 
Yeah, with a horoscope, they can see right away, actually, even before the child is, is, can speak or talk, the directions to gently, you know, encourage them towards. So how is a birth chart, which is drawn up from the moment and place of birth, a guidebook for life then? It's, well, from the moment and place and date of everyone's birth, uh, an astrologer can draw up a horoscope, which is, um, which is rather like a, a guidebook if you can read it, uh, which is, has the potential of the chart. It can show you the child's present uh, the future and also the past, because as astrologers, we believe that we have more than one lifetime. So in that chart, in that horoscope that's drawn up just from those few pieces of data, uh, you can see tremendously, you can see so many aspects of the child's life. You can see their um, career possibilities, even at the moment of birth, the kind of relationships they're going to have. And, and all these things are imprinted in their moment, in this moment, which is fascinating. So you start in the book with an introduction for parents of their baby's sign by touching upon what a sun sign is, a moon sign, and a rising sign. Can you briefly overview the value of each of those in the baby's sign and, and your analysis that you offer in the book? Yeah, most people know their sun sign, and quite a few people now know their uh, the rising sign and the moon sign, but sometimes it's hard to sort of distinguish them apart. Um, in this book, I, I, I give obviously I talk about the sun signs and how um, different sun signs for a child can you know affect them, and we can go into the different categories later. But the reason I also give the moon sign is because babies they tend to utilize more of the moon sign than anything else. The moon, and we all have a moon sign, obviously, is how we react to things. It's um, our habits and routines that develop as we get older, our reactions. If we're, and when we're children, we react to things. We, if we're hot, you know, we cry. If we're cold, we cry. If we're hungry, we cry. And we react. And as we get older, we learn not to react. Uh, we learn to kind of um, make decisions as to how we're going to react. And then at that point, our character is born and the character is represented by the sun in your chart. So babies are very predominantly moon-oriented. Uh, they're, they're affected a lot by their moon moon sign. And I know there are some uh, astrology books for babies, but they tend to be just the sun sign. So I thought it was really important to bring in the moon sign of the baby. And also there are charts at the back which show people who read the book how to uh, work it out. It's very simple. You just look at the date and so on. The rising sign is another important factor. Most people, as I say, they know their moon sun and also the rising sign and that's how we um, interact with the environment it's how we look our physical appearance it's how people when they don't know us when they meet us for the first time they sort of get the impression of what we're like that first impression and then later on you get to know someone more and other things come out about the person but it's that first impression it's the look it's how you um react to things. For example, if you have something like an outgoing Leo rising, you tend to go into a new situation by taking control and being very confident. Whereas if you have the more sensitive cancer rising, you would kind of feel your way into a new environment. So it's how we kind of, how we uh, feel our way through, how we go through life, how we approach life, that type of thing. So the three, the three factors, the sun, the moon, and the rising sign, 
if you know those, you know an awful lot about a person. And even as a baby, you can tell a lot about the baby. So I encourage parents to not just look at their baby's sun sign, but also to read the chapters on the moon sign and the rising sign and sort of get a feel for which one, uh, how these are, um, uh, are developing in their child and what that means. So what are the 12 baby signs? And then can you briefly overview them for parents and then how they would relate the sun, the moon, and the rising into that, that um, category like Aries or Capricorn or, or Scorpio? Uh, the, the, the 12 signs, yeah, I, I do. And what I've done in the book is I, I've, used, I've done it as a sort of a parenting guide. So it's not just um, what your baby's going to be like in personality. It's what your baby's eating habits are going to be like, tend to be like the, the way they develop with language, learning, socialization, and all those things are covered uh, according to the different sun signs. So for example, if your baby is an Aries or has uh, moon in Aries or even Aries rising, then um, I indicate certain things. Number one, the Aries baby will make their presence felt, that's for sure. <laughs> and um, they usually, it's a Mars ruled sign, so they're usually quite strong-willed. And uh, being an Aries myself, I know Certainly when I was born, my mother told me that uh, the nurses said, you're going to have a problem with this one. She's got a strong will, and that was at the age of, what, one day old. So the uh -huh. will is usually quite predominant in an Aries child. Or if, you're, if the baby has either the moon in Aries or the sun, and sometimes Aries rising too, uh, you'll notice that strong will and that disinclination to necessarily fit in with what you want. Not the most obedient of ch ch children, but... Uh, very enthusiastic and full of life, full of beans. And the Taurus uh, is. Shall I go through the more Dulcinea? Or? Sure, that would be that would be br just briefly. That would be great. Okay, the Taurus baby. Um, they love their food. You don't usually have any problems with um, feeding with your Taurus baby. They, number one, they like routine. They they react quite well to routine. So, you know, if you have if you're like an Aquarius parent and you're not very good at routine yourself, um, you might want to set up routines for your Taurus baby because they do like their meals on time and and they like to go to, to bed on time and this type of thing, usually, unless there are other indications in their chart that are very strong, but usually this is the case. And um, they're usually very good natured and quieter perhaps than the Aries, but um, equally as strong-willed. Probably the Aries and the Taurus are the most strong-willed and stubborn, too, of all the signs. Um, it's rather stubborn. So if you want to persuade your Taurus child to do something, then um, they will dig their heels in if they don't want to do it. And this is probably, uh, you can probably relate to that, to people out there. Um, they'll dig their heels in. And there are, in the book, I explain the best way to encourage your child to do something um, is Taurus, they don't like new things. So the best way, if you want to take your child to a dance class, for example, and they've never been before, and they walk in the room full of new people, they will just dig their heels in. So the best thing is to do it gradually, a little bit at a time. First of all, take them to the place, and then maybe introduce them to one or two other kids next time. And don't try and do everything at once, because they really will dig their heels in. Um, 
the Gemini, now they're opposite again. They're much more flexible and they love new experiences and they love to learn. And probably you'll find that um, your Gemini child will learn to talk very quickly. And I know some parents, they worry because perhaps their child seems to be slower than the, other, the, the neighbor's child in learning to talk. But that really doesn't matter at all because we're all different. And um, even though this book is still general and that it only covers the 12 signs, still it's a lot more specific than a, a regular parenting guide because it does take that into account. So don't worry at all. But the Gemini child will be perky and talkative. And, you know, if you have any problems that you want to uh, discuss, I would say discuss it with your Gemini child because you'll be surprised that even at a very young age of, two or three years of age, the Gemini will relate to communication. So if you have a problem with um, them being naughty or not doing something, um, you can just discuss it with them rather like an adult and you'll be surprised at their intelligence. Um, so the, the cancer child is much, much more sensitive, ruled by water. And um, in some ways, they can be a little bit shy when they're young but uh, they don't forget things. They have a very good memory. And uh, one good thing about the cancer child, lots of good things, but one good thing is that um, they feel things out. So if they don't like somebody, they will be reluctant to uh, talk to them or approach them. So they have a sort of a self-defense mechanism built in. And all these things I'm saying about the children obviously uh, relate to the adults too. <laughs> Uh, but um, they have this sort of self-defense mechanism. So you, you kind of don't have to worry about them as much as you do some other children that are more rambunctious, you know, that will just rush in and, and do things. So they, they kind of tread their, they put their toe in the water gently. And um, this is a child that doesn't like too much disturbance at home. So if they, for example, they have parents who are noisy and, um, you know, like to... Uh, do lots of social activities with lots of people, kind of be sensitive to your cancer child and um, make sure that they're comfortable because they like to have some peace in their life, even at a very, very young age. It's not a good idea. And I've seen some parents do this. They take their children to the movie theater where there's really loud movies going on. And although it's probably not good for any children at all, especially, uh, you know, less three or, or less, but especially for the cancer child, this is a really bad thing to do because they are so sensitive and uh, things impress on them very, very easily. And the Leo child, um, here's a wonderful, another wonderful child full of life and um, loves to take the limelight. Um, the cancer child may be a little shy, but the Leo child wants to be out there and expressing themselves and sort of even at a young age, you might find they're the ones playing uh, doctors and nurses, and they'll always be the doctor, you know, and uh, they'll always want to be ordering other people around. And it's kind of a natural for them because it's a, the Leo is a natural-born leader. And so anything you can do, even as a baby, to encourage your child to, um, you know, to be around people, they're, they're very good with people, to take center stage, even as a child, uh, perhaps uh, encourage her to do um, dramatics or dance or something like this. Uh, they need this sort of creativity in their lives. 
um, the Virgo child needs lots and lots of encouragement. Now, the Leo need encouragement too. Uh, appreciation is like food to the Leo's soul. Um, of course, appreciation and love is food to everybody's soul, but especially to the Leo who kind of needs this affirmation. But the Virgo too, although with the Virgo child, you'll kind of never know it uh, because they keep, um, they're much quieter and uh, they're naturally a modest kind of sign, but they feel things very deeply. And so it's it's good for you to realize that even though you might not think they need encouragement because they seem pretty self-sufficient and able to do tasks very easily and very skillful, they do actually need lots of encouragement because deep down, um, they don't always feel very confident in themselves. So the more encouragement you can heap on your lovely, sweet-natured, helpful Virgo child, the better you can do, the better they will uh, thrive and flourish. Because here is a very talented sign. Um, Scorpio is another more modest sign who you might not um, realize as a child that these have very, very deep feelings and very, very um, intense Rather like the cancer, they're also very, very sensitive. And so um, best to keep a a calm place for them. Um, They can be pretty strong-willed too, actually. It's another Mars-ruled sign. So they can be strong-willed and difficult, but um, they also need uh, a peaceful environment in which to flourish and grow. They need a lot of understanding too, the Scorpios. This is um, this is one of the more interesting signs. I say interesting. Uh, it can be challenging for a parent, and I do encourage uh, parents if they have a Scorpio child to um, read books about the sign of Scorpio, because they're not always as they seem. One of the more interesting signs. Very very deep feelings. Um, also, like the Taurus, they like their routines. They enjoy routines in their life. And um, it's important for them to, um, to uh, you know, have regular meal times and this type of thing. They also have uh, quite a strong fantasy, uh, imagination. And so very good to uh, not just read to them stories, but to allow get them to tell you stories and so forth um the leo too they're very very good storytellers and uh love to have an audience so going back to the uh after the scorpio we have i think i've missed out libra haven't i i'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> i've missed out libra i'm sorry how could i miss out libra this is a wonderful um sweet-natured child who really know how to twist you around their little finger and get your, get their own way by being so charming and so sweet, even at the age of two or three. And um, they will always look so pretty and so clean and neat and um, like to dress up and, and be popular, unlike some of the other signs who couldn't care less. Librans always want to make a really good impression, and they always do because they have such perfect manners and so on. But don't be fooled that they're weak in any way because they really aren't. They're very, very strong-willed 
and they say this is the um, iron fist in the velvet glove, another strong-willed sign who really knows how to, as I say, twist you around their little finger and knows how to get their own way. Danger with a, a Libran that they um, could end up being a little bit spoiled because they always are so sweet and so popular. So make sure that they're aware from an early age that there are other people in the world um, and they can become very, very um, successful in life, great diplomats, uh, a fine intellect, and so on. So we have the Libra and then the Scorpio and then the Sagittarius, uh, which is Jupiter-ruled sign, fun-loving, very different from the Libra because um, the Libra always wants to do the right thing. The Sagittarius couldn't care less. They just want to enjoy life, and they are the great adventurers. Uh, I'm generalizing here, of course. There are the adventurers. Jupiter-ruled people always want to grow in life, and um, even as a child, you'll, you'll find it very hard to contain your Sagittarius child um, and make sure that you keep all the, the doors closed and the cupboards closed and all this type of thing because they'll be exploring and pulling things out of cupboards. And, but they're a, a bundle of fun. And um, as I say, good-natured, always um, ready to have fun and quite athletic from an early age. So encourage them to expend their tremendous energy. And then we have a serious a more serious sign of Capricorn, uh, but a love, another lovely child, very, very good with Capricorn, who sometimes um, the Saturn-ruled signs can be late developers, but they later in life they can go on learning and growing while other people have stopped. So the Capricorn is a Saturn-ruled sign. Um, if you have a Capricorn child and you're worried that Perhaps they haven't learned as quickly as the others in the class. Don't worry because, um, as I say, your child will go on learning and excel and probably beat all the others. Quite an ambitious sign. When I wrote one of my other books, uh, Superstar Signs, about heroes of history and um, 60 different heroes and celebrities I selected, uh, there were more Capricorns, famous people who've really made their mark on the world, and more Aquarians than any other sign, actually. These are ambitious people. And even from a very, very young age, you can give them responsibilities, little responsibilities, and you'll see how they respond to that. Um, they love that. And uh, followed by the Aquarius, too. Uh, quite an unusual sign. It's a sign for this age in which we live. And um, like the Aries and one or two of the other signs, they're not going to fit into any... Um, any mold or anything that you you think. So this is a sign who doesn't care about meal time, meals being on time and um, likes things to be unpredictable. So if the Aquarius child has parents who are, you know, like things in a certain way, then they're out for a shock because they love to think outside the box and they have the seeds of genius and other people may not understand them, but like the Scorpio, this is a very, very interesting sign. Um, the Pisces, another very, very sensitive sign. Encourage your Pisces child from a young age to um, learn music, art, 
things that are intangible, the Pisces somehow relates to. And um, like the Virgo, they love to look after people. They're very compassionate, while the Virgo child expresses their compassion through helping people, through practicality, um, doing little things for you. The Pisces child will have a great heart and will just kind of cry when somebody's upset and have this tremendous empathy for you. And again, uh, like the Scorpio and some of the other signs, they have this wonderful um, feeling for fantasy and imagination and respond really well to fairy tales and will have lots of tales of their own. So that's just a brief trip around the, the zodiac. Well, thank you. That's such a helpful um, introduction to what people can find in the Chapter 2 section of Baby Star Signs, Your Better Guide to Parenting is in the Stars. And you term it a quote-unquote survival guide. And, and like you had mentioned, you include specific stages of each baby's growth from ages 0 to 1, 1 to 2, and 2 to 3. And you focus on multiple really important topics such as sleeping, eating, learning, motor skills, socialization, and language. So that was a brief overview of the Zodiac, and you, and you touched upon different aspects of that, but they can find all of that throughout Chapter 2 in the book. So look there for more information. Yes, and there's lots of stories that illustrate, you know, uh, of people, babies that I, I've known and babies I know, and uh, how they interact with their parents and the different signs, how they re interact together and so forth. So it kind of illustrates um, that, I think, in the book quite well for people. So what do you hope that the parent will will do with the handy journal section that follows each astrological profile? Uh, the section with the, the survival guide section. Yes, we're, I, I believe like what I perceived was to be, for parents to be able to take down notes of their observations based upon the information that you give, give them so it creates oh, an right. interactive tool. Exactly, yes. I, I've left some blank pages after each sign. Um, and even though I don't like to put people into boxes in a way, I've just written this as, as a guide for people. Because sometimes, especially if you had two parents who were uh, perhaps one was a Taurus and the other was um, a Capricorn, quite traditional uh, kinds of people, and then they were uh, suddenly had a child who happened to be an Aquarius. I mean, the child is not going to be doing things that they think their child should be doing. So they're going to be wondering. But I think the book at least can shed some light on what to expect. And of course, we're all different. Uh, and this is just a rough guide. But And then after reading this and watching their child, they can, uh, as I say, take notes of how, how their child is manifesting these energies, if that makes sense. Yes, so I have to ask you then on a personal note. So my mom is a Gemini, and my dad was born March 24th. I don't know exactly which sign that is. Aries, yeah. And I'm, and I'm Aries. a, okay, so I have a Gemini and Aries parent, and I'm a Libra. So do they not understand me? Am I clear? <laughs> uh, actually, Gemini and uh, Aries is a good combination, and Libra too is good because you have, uh, Libra is a, an air sign, that's you, and um a very good thing for you to do is a radio show host, actually. Ah, ah, ah. Um, the Gemini is also an air sign, so you kind of understand each other. You can probably discuss things with your father. Did you say your father was the Gemini or your mother? No, actually, my mother is the Gemini. Okay, so 
Do you find that you have easy lines of communication with her? You can discuss things with her easily. Um, no, because we have really different belief systems. Oh, okay. Interestingly. <laughs> yeah, perhaps your is your mother, um, is she like a typical Gemini? And it doesn't sound as if she is. She's quite strongly uh, um, connected to her beliefs. Or is she very open-minded and uh, interested in all sorts of things? Yeah, I think on a deep level, she's very open-minded, but on the surface, she's extremely strong-minded, um, closed-minded <laughs> on yeah, the surface. You know, one thing I always say to people is they say, well, I'm not like my sun sign. And I always say, well, you should be because we're here on Earth to grow into our sun sign. So your mother, you know, you say deep down she is. She needs to ex- learn to express more of that Gemini quality of taking on board everybody's belief system. This is the Gemini should be able to see the beauty in all the different belief systems. And that is the Gemini. It's like realizing that there's so many parts, so many paths to God, so many different belief systems. And they're very, very open-minded, very broad-minded at their best. And so a person who's a Gemini who's very stuck on one path and they need to be loosening up, they need to be learning more about who they really are, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, your father, um, the Aries, he and your Libra, these are two opposite signs, actually, but they they usually get on quite well. They're opposite each other in the zodiac because there's a similarity about opposite signs. Um, Both pretty independent-minded, the Aries and the Libra, at their best. Um, and both of them are quite one-pointed in their focus. If they want to do something, they can get on and do it and achieve it and succeed, and they're not easily pulled off beam by other people and so on. So they they have a similar approach to life. Yes, I would have to agree fully. Yeah, and um, so that that's quite a good connection. And... Of course, is it true, would you relate to that when you're a child as a Libra and that you like to do the right thing and were, you know, were always, you know, were popular and um, sweet natured? <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely me, very social in school. They would like, she gets straight A's, but she won't shut her mouth. <laughs> She's too social. And, um, and I definitely have, a, you know, I, I definitely was always more of a leader or a popular individual. I was friends with everybody. <laughs> well, that's good. What you don't want to do with your Libra child, though, is to say, well, do you want to wear the green dress or the red dress? <laughs> yeah, because they'll never make up their mind. Yeah, and the major decisions, it's just not true because the major decisions, they can really make up their minds quickly. But the minor ones, the average, you know, like issues of, of, you know, really important issues in life, they know what they want. But the everyday ones, they're the difficult ones. Yeah, it's so true. I have a joke with some of my girlfriends. I hate the mundane challenges me more than the big picture. And most people are, I think, probably the opposite, where they can, they know what to do every day. They can handle that. But then, like, having a vision for themselves is, like, where they want to grow. And I'm like, I have the vision. How do I deal with today? <laughs> it's so true. Yes, I have this, um, my best friend in England is a leaper, and then, I know I've been shopping with her before, and it's like, well, she can't decide between those two bags. She usually ends up buying them both. (laughs) (laughs) She's learned how to get around that. (laughs) So the Libra child, 
you know, don't torture them, your Libra child by asking, would you want to wear the pink dress today or the, you know, the red one? It's probably, although it's good to, it's good to um, get them to make decisions sure. early on. Skill sets, uh, so I agree. Those, those sim- decisions that might seem really, really simple to you can really throw your child through a loop. So very good to, um, and explain to them at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, but, you know, Give them practice in making those simple decisions. It's true. And these are all examples of how our behavior is influenced by our sign, which is such a big message that you bring forth in the book, Baby Star Signs, of just guiding their behavior according to their their inherent astrological characteristics, and that will allow them to flourish and become a stronger being and more self-identified and self-empowered in, in their true identity, which really led me into chapter four of the book, Your Baby's Present, where you talk about like soul nourishment and creating harmony, peace, and then you offer some techniques to help foster those those premises. Yes, so, I, I felt this was really important because the book was written for babies one to three, although I've had babies of in their 50s reading the book and older <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's not but because of that one to three years as I'm sure everybody knows it's a very very sensitive time uh, for gr- the growing babies and they're learning so much and developing and being imprinted with all the things that are going on around them and uh, that I wanted to include in the book a spiritual element where the child's um, soul is nourished um, and I think this is something that we can neglect, you know, that we want so much to for them to grow healthily, and this is wonderful, and, you know, strong minds, and this is wonderful, but also their souls need to be nourished. And so I have little exercises that if you have a, a baby, you can do with your baby, um, little exercises of meditations together, and visualizations together, healing even with your baby. And Not you really... To, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 go go ahead, please. Yes, um, with the healing, I mean, children are natural healers, as most parents will say, yes, that's so true. And so it's good to encourage them. I remember I was very lucky that my grandmother was, was a theosophist, actually, and she died when I was three, but those three years when I knew her, she would teach me that, you know, uh, plants are living things and they feel. And she taught me all these things to be very sensitive to nature and to things because, and even she said thoughts are things. And I think it's good. You think your children are too young to learn these things, but no, they're not. Um, they aren't too young to learn these fundamental spiritual values of life. And, she encouraged me to give healing to plants and so on, which I did. And you can do the same with your child. And in the book, I explain how to do it very, very simply. And you'll be amazed at how your child takes to it. We're natural-born healers. I always think, say we're healing machines on wheels, but we don't yet know it. You know? And we uh-huh. just need to learn the little techniques of channeling this wonderful energy of love, that's what it is, through us where we bring balance to um, our plants, our pets, the people around us, 
strangers in the street. You know, we, we become this sort of healing machine. And if we can learn this, um, just very simple things, even as babies, um, what a wonderful soul your child will grow up to be. And I think what I what I really found was that you really brought a balance to parenting from a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective, which is the most well-rounded approach. Absolutely. I think so, too, Dulcinea. And um, even things like teaching your child to, to breathe correctly, you know, this is not normally um, part of the phys- physical health, but I think it's really an important part. And um, it's not you're not so much teaching them to breathe, but there's little exercises you can do if you have a baby by you breathing correctly with the baby sitting with you and sort of training the baby to, um, you know, breathe in the correct way. Well, they do anyway at that age, but just sort of breathing deeply with your child and then creating harmony by so doing um, because the deeper we breathe, the deeper are our thoughts and the more peaceful we become. And then also uh, introducing from that point of, of deep breathing and harmony, introducing wonderful visualizations that you can do. And you'll be amazed that your baby and your child will feel these visualizations and will become much more relaxed and sort of really lap them up. Because babies and children are very, very psychic. They're very psychically open to things. To really, to really foster that is ideal, and I really liked the idea of the violet flame practice and the healing, which, of course, we've touched upon on, on other episodes of Evolution Revolution based on the Ethereum Society and, and some of their practices. But really just activating these children is so important, and I think it's more important with these children than it's been in any other generation, and you mentioned this in the book, because what... It, in, I'll let you elaborate on this. What is so critical about this 22-year period from 1988 to 2010 from an astrological perspective that really would emphasize the spiritual development? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people talking about that now, the crystal children and the, or the indigo children, and um, there's lots of books being written about it and so on. And personally, actually, I think there's advanced children in well, there are advanced children, enlightened children being born in every generation. You know, it's not just this generation. And, um, but it's possible, I mean, this is just a theory, that more enlightened children are choosing to be born at this time in our history because we are kind of at the crossroads. Would you agree with that, Dawson? It's just a theory of mine. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because we're at a crossroads. We're entering into a future which is really uncertain. And I think we have to, on this planet, um, get come together with spiritual values of oneness and overcoming all the problems of the past because, for our survival into the future. So it's really, really important, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, and astrology supports it, that more and more of these um, enlightened people are being born now. And... Um, there are indications astrologically because of the um, a generation is influenced by the outer planets in astrology. That's the slow-moving planets: uh, Neptune, uh, Uranus, uh, Saturn, Pluto, 
although astronomers now say it's not a planet, but it still influences us. It influences not just individuals, but generations of individuals because they are so slow moving. They take a long time to move through a sign. So they influence a whole generation of people. And this generation now that's being influenced in a certain way, interestingly, is influenced by um, the planet that represents technology, the planet Uranus, and also represents this age in which we live, Aquarius, and the the coming together of technology, spirituality, science and spirituality um, is influencing this generation. And so they will have the tools when they grow, grow older to, through science and through spirituality, to begin to solve the problems that we now face and, and so on, if they use these tools correctly, of course. And this is where parents can really help, you know, of course to guide them in the right way. So this is a fascinating time, and it's a, a wonderful uh, responsibility that parents now have taken on um, to bring their children into this time of, of crossroads. And um, I think it's a very exciting thing. And I've also given, talking about the future, uh, we all have in our charts another thing, another indication of our future. You can see from a chart a person's past, their present and also their future, the direction they should be taking, we should be taking to achieve our destiny. And we all have a destiny inherent within our charts, including the, your baby of one day old has a destiny. And so there's a mark in the chart that indicates this. And in the book, I have a whole section on how to find this mark and how then to encourage your child towards this destiny. Uh, their future destiny. And this can be so valuable because if you know your child is destined to be a scientist, you can emphasize logic and then balance that with creativity. Or if you know your child has a, a more of a destiny for a creative um, arts expression, then you can foster that optimally and then balance that with other elements to create a well-rounded child. So I think it's very important to look at how to nourish our babies by acknowledging their past with astrology and acknowledging the present most optimally with their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs, and then looking into their future by acknowledging, well, what, is, what are the characteristics of this generation, of this group of individuals versus just particularly the child? And I think what we're seeing in this generation across the metaphysical field and I think some medical experts would agree, are children who are really focused on a bigger vision of service to humanity. And that would represent the current paradigm shift that we're experiencing that is often called, quote-unquote, indigo children. And what I would say, if you want to use the word indigo, would be indigo generation, because Louise Hay is an indigo, and she's not a child. <laughs> and she's led humanity and opened gateways for many generations to come. Right, right, exactly. As I say, I, I, there are enlightened people in every generation. Otherwise, uh, we'd be have real problems on this planet. I believe enlightened people have really pushed forward civilization. As I mentioned, the other book, which um, you're very kindly having me on the show in December, that's full of these enlightened people throughout history. And it was such a fascinating book to research because it really opened your eyes up until... These enlightened people, they usually struggle too in life. So if you have a child who is, you believe is an indigo child or a crystal child or 
seems to be different, then you know it's kind of difficult for the child quite often in growing because they are different. And so they take a lot more understanding. And this is where astrology can really help um, a person to understand their child. And, and as you say, sort of gently direct them in the right way because, for example, if they, if they are here and they have a destiny of science and yet they come into this life not being interested in science at all because they've had no prior knowledge of it, by introducing science in small ways, you'll help them to find their destiny early rather than late. Does that make sense? Because Yes, yes, absolutely. Often it can take us, to find our destiny, generally it takes us 30 or 40 years, but it doesn't have to. We make lots of wrong turns because it's something we've never done before, this destiny thing. It's a, it's a new thing. It's a new approach to life. So finding it early on, having enlightened parents who can guide you gently early on is a real wonderful help. So you mentioned in the book some common characteristics of this generation, like currently that was born, like again, between 1988 and currently, and will we'll go until about 2010. And some of that you mentioned, according to the National Foundation for Gifted and Creative Children, are highly self-identified, they bore easily, especially in the traditional schools and with authority. They are not keen of the hierarchy or the um, premise of authority in any dynamic, whether it's family or governmental or societal. And they really are focused on truth and freedom. And another thing I really find that's true um, in my work is they demand to be acknowledged as an adult because they have that wisdom of what I would call a quote-unquote old soul. <laughs> so they really desire that acknowledgement. Yeah, that, that's true. So listeners out there who have children, they recognize these traits, and it's nothing to be worried about. It's, it's just signs that, you know, these are special children. And, um, of course, all children are special, but... They're people who, you know, I believe we don't come into this life innocent. Well, we're innocent in a way, as babies are innocent, but we've had previous lifetimes. All astrologers believe this. And so your, your child it comes into with a child's body. It's kind of difficult for, the, for an enlightened person to have to go through the stage of learning all over again and, and so forth. So they're often very enlightened people are strong characters. And, uh, you know, they're not going to just fit in easily. So you can have some problems with these enlightened children. And, um, you know, it's it's good to really understand them as well and as you, you can. And you do a great job in the book, Baby Star Signs, Your Guide to Better Parenting is in the Stars, explaining them as a generation and then individually depending upon why they, while they were born. And then universally by looking at the soul and the peace and the breath and the healing nature of all human beings. So there's a lot of great tools that you bring forth in Baby Star Signs that are very relevant to this generation. And <clears throat> although... It, it may not be explicit that astrology could bring the light, shed light upon that topic. In this book, you do a fantastic job of integrating astrology, parental wisdom, and, and you really bring a common sense element to looking at how to approach these, this new generation and all children. Oh, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. And we're seeing you with Chrissy Blaze, author of Baby Star Signs, your guide to 
Better Parenting is in the Stars. You can find her on the web at www.chrissyblaze.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-B-L-A-Z-E.com. You can find her information also on the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. So, Chrissy, what would you say is the most important aspect of using a chart with a child's development from age, you know, probably 0 to 18 because it creates that fundamental foundation for a lifetime? What's the most important element? Oh, gosh, it's also important. Um, I think if I was to do a horoscope for, for parents, which I do all the time for newborn babies, um, is that what you're saying? What's the most important yes, element yes. to focus on? Um, they're all important. What I do is I go through different aspects of the child's development and life. So I suppose a really important element to me is the sun sign. And it's a grossly underestimated element in astrology. And everyone knows their sun sign and they sort of take it for granted and they say, oh yeah, I know I know what our Libra is like and what an Aries is like. But... Um, there's so much in the sun sign and it's like a meditation in itself. And if a person, a young person can start to really understand their sun, because the sun is our creativity, it's our character, and start to inhabit the sun sign, then they grow in character early on and they are less, they're more likely to achieve what they're here to achieve. The sun sign is your soul, if you like, the direction of your soul. It's really leading them to fulfilling their call or their purpose for their existence on Earth. Yeah, it's a wonderful tool which we have, which we can use. And so if you just have that one element, you can really, really help a a person to, to go forward. So that's for all parents out there who are looking at how to help their newborn child find direction and be the best parent that you can be, just starting with that one step can lead you to exploring further and going more into depth where you're inspired to learn about your child. Very exciting. And, of course, the book Baby Star Signs offers many facets of support and resources to do so. We'll be having you on again, Chrissy, uh, with your other new, new astrological book release, Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Heroes, Celebrities, and You on Thursday, December 11th. And I know that you have a promotion going with anybody who purchases that book. Would you like to offer that to our audience tonight? Oh, thank you, Dulcinea. Yes, actually, um, I love this book. It's probably my favorite book, The Superstar Signs. It's um, And anybody who purchases a copy and sends me a, a proof of purchase, emails it to me, I will do them um, an email uh, reading. So they just need to send me their birth data and a question, one question they have. And I'll do that free of charge. I normally charge $50 for the reading by email. And the book is what? I think on Amazon it's under $14. So it's quite a good deal. I just want to get this book in people's hands because um, I think it can really inspire people and really uh, help people to look at life differently in a more positive way, hopefully. Um, so that's the offer. They just need to email me. Uh, show me that they've bought the book and uh, give me their birth data and a question and I will um, do them a reading, give them a reading. 
Okay, great. So I'm going to overview it to anybody who's listening. Anybody who purchased a copy of Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Heroes, Celebrities, and You by Chrissy Blaze. Are there any dates on this for our audience out there? Oh, sorry. Yes, it's just for this week until November the 15th. So from today, November 6th through November 15th, so you have about nine days or so to catch in on this offer, you are able to purchase the book on Amazon.com, get your receipt, go ahead and email that over to Chrissy Blaze. You can find her contact information at www.chrissyblaze.com and show her proof and she will give you a $50 value reading just for the purchase of the book uh, with your name, your birth date, and one question. So she'll go ahead and do some sort of chart with her astrological expertise. So it sounds like a win-win. Again, that's www.chrissyblaze.com. And my email is just chrissyblaze at msn.com. Okay, great, great. So like, we can send them to their website or you can email her directly once again, Chrissy. Thank you so much. Great, wonderful. So each human being enters the earthly plane with a predisposed effect of forces, gravitational pull, and a complex inherent relationship with the location of the stars throughout the galaxy that offers divine, meaningful insight into personality, behavioral patterns, characteristics, desires, and more. Explore your relationship with the divine by exploring more about your astrological sign. After all, you are a divine creation of the ultimate creator. What a fun treasure chest to dive into. Next week on November 13th, Barbara Marks Hubbard, a leading pioneer of conscious evolution, will be appearing with her expansive consciousness and meaningful book release, Conscious Evolution, Awakening the Power of Our Social Potential, and her, her more recent book release, Emergence. On November 20th, Neil Donna Walsh will make an appearance with his two latest book releases, Conversations with God and Uncommon Dialogue, Embracing the Love of the Universe, and Conversations with God and Uncommon Dialogue, Living in the World with Honesty, Courage, and Love. More divine wisdom from a dedicated spiritual master. On December 4th, please join me with Albert Clayton Golden and his authentic perspective in his re-release by Simon & Schuster of his book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Breakthrough Guide to Discovering the Authentic You. Albert will bring a new lens to authenticity and expand your horizons. Please join us. On December 11th, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing with her latest astrological book release, Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Celebrities, Heroes, and You. Join us as we delve into the astrological realms and discover our true nature. On December 18th, Jerry Wenstrom will appear with his passionate warrior story of transformation during his personal spiritual journey in his book, The Inspired Heart, An Artist's Journey of Transformation. On December 25th, Robert S. Friedman will honorably appear and read his recently released children's parable that he co-wrote with world-renowned author Eckhart Tolle, that gently reminds people of all ages to readily embrace the happiness that each moment offers in the spirited book, Milton's Secret, An Adventure of Discovery Through Then, When, and the Power of Now. Please join us for a most memorable moment this holiday season. On January 1st, Richard Lawrence will appear on Evolution Revolution with a two-hour New Year's special. During the first hour, Richard will guide you to unlock your psychic powers with his latest book release, And during the second hour, Richard will unveil the mysterious truth about UFOs. We look forward to you joining both of us for a most special New Year's 2009 broadcast of Evolution Revolution. 
And coming up in 2009, you can look forward to Eliza Matadalian, Bob Gebelin, Egan Sanders, Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Karen Anderson, Dr. Eric Pearl, Stephen Lewis, Carol J. Obley, Dr. Amit Goswami, Dr. Ter Teresa Martin and Christine Madar, Ruth Proust, and Barbara Hanklau. You can purchase all of our authors' books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution tab under Upcoming Shows at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks for the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage or on iTunes for any time listening. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day and are free and include amazing talent at, such as Barbara Han Clow, Dr. Amit Goswami, Robert Schwartz, Robert Bruce, Sarah McLean, Jocelyn Chaplin, Carol Obley, Michael Tamora, Michelle Epiphany Prosser, Debbie Jordan, Alan Arcieri, Chrissy and Gary Blaze, Jana Hollingsworth, Marcia Scarborough, Evo Dominguez Jr., Michael Skorowski, Dr. Susan Carroll, Karen Sawyer, Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Laurel Clark, Gary Zukov, Adrian Windsor, Neil Donald Walsh, Taylor Wilshire, Jess Brown, Anna Maria Hemingway, Charles Virtue, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings and spiritual therapy via phone allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please check out more under the Clairvoyant Reading tab and the Events and Classes tab on my website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com which includes client testimonials and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please explore the relaunching of my new blog at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.blogspot.com for weekly postings and guest announcements for Evolution Revolution. And you can also now find me on myspace.com under Dulcinea. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Radio Sponsors tab at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please also be sure to check out our current sponsors and click on their banner ads to link up to their great information. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Chrissy Blaze. Thank you so kindly, Chrissy, for our, your time tonight. Thank you, Dawson. It's been my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, we look forward to having you back in very soon, and we'll talk about superstar signs. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night.